I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. In an era of online retail where everything is just a few clicks away, buying a car should be no different. That's why at Carvana, you can buy a car 100% online. We made it easy to browse, view, and buy from over 10,000 cars. You can even trade in your old car, all while binge-watching your favorite TV show. Afterwards, we'll deliver your car to you. Or you can pick it up from one of our car vending machines. Either way, your car comes with a seven-day return policy. So grab a seat, relax in your comfy pants, and enjoy the new way to buy a car at Carvana. Orangutans. They're beautiful, playful, and majestic, and disappearing. Every day, as many as 20 orangutans vanish. They starve to death when their homes are destroyed or are killed when they stray into villages in search of food. International Animal Rescue is fighting for the survival of the critically endangered orangutan. But we can't do it without you. Please visit internationalanimalrescue.org and help us save orangutans before it's too late. That's internationalanimalrescue.org. Hey, everybody, this is John Roca from Collider. It's the final week of the NFL season, and the biggest game of the year is just days away. Rams versus Patriots in Atlanta for the Super Bowl this Sunday. Incredible matchup. Can Brady do it again? Will the city of Los Angeles bring home the Lombardi Trophy to the youngest coach in the NFL? As we've been saying since the NFL's opening weekend all the way back in September until now, there is only one place here at Podcast One that has all the action you are looking for. BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account on betonline.ag and use the promo code podcast1 to receive a 50% sign-up bonus. Yes, a 50% sign-up bonus. If you've missed out before on jumping in on the NFL action, well, you have one game left, and it's the biggest game of the season. You don't want to sit on the sidelines anymore, do you? Get in on all this action at betonline.ag. Use the promo code podcast1 for a 50% sign-up bonus. Rams versus Patriots, Super Bowl in Atlanta this Sunday. The most exciting game of the year is here. Don't miss out. Betonline.ag. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, 
from negative to positive. Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. There's an underdog story happening today in America. Small businesses are fighting to make a comeback, but in the moment they have the least, they're giving the most. They're rallying communities and neighborhoods, yet asking for little in return. Well, it's time we gave back. Small Unites is making it simple for everyone to take action and support the small businesses that unite us all. Find out how you can donate, shop, and share today at smallunites.org. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Collider Body Slam Raw Recap. I am your host, John Roca, joined as always by the CEO of the Pro Wrestling Sheet over there, Ryan Satin. How are you, brother? I'm doing good. I am, uh, I feel like. Uh, I feel like we're going to have uh, some disagreements here again today. I don't know. I just feel I can, I can already feel it based on the one interaction we've talked about wrestling today so far. But um, I'm glad that a lot of you guys seem to have enjoyed the Royal Rumble recap yeah, that we did. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, because there was some stuff that Roke and I didn't agree on there. Mm-hmm. I loved reading all the comments. There were some funny ones in there. Was one person said, like, I, uh, it said like I read it to you out loud. There's some yeah. good comments in there. I yeah. recommend checking them out. There's some funny ones. Uh, a lot of people get so mad if I give any sort of criticism to Becky Lynch whatsoever. Mm. I'm like a huge Becky Lynch fan. So I, I I keep seeing these comments of uh, of like, "Whoa, you're too hard on Becky Lynch." I don't think that I'm that hard on Becky Lynch. But I, I don't know that you're hard on Becky Lynch at all. It's more about it's more about the storyline she's getting involved in, or how they're using her. I think that's what you're hard yeah. on, not her, what she's doing. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. I look at it. At least I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, um, but I'm excited. To look, I'm excited to uh, talk about Raw because a lot of interesting stuff did happen. Yeah, definitely. And starting off with the champ of the Men's Royal Rumble, Seth Rollins, starting out with his promo, talking about you know pointing at the sign, talking. Say, I didn't. Know there was a thing that that wrestlers don't want to do that that it's cliche to do that i think it's awesome every yeah. time a wrestler does it. Yeah. it's like you know it's not a lot of people that get to win a rumble and point at the sign it's part of the thing yeah exactly that's what you do for yeah. god's sake so uh yeah he talked about it and he was you know excited to do this and he wasn't sure who he was going to choose triple h comes out and goes i need you to tell me who you're going to choose brother they have a back and forth but then ambrose comes out and you know it's funny to now to talk about this in retrospect having read your article about that was on the pro wrestling show about Dean Ambrose leaving after WrestleMania, leaving WWE after WrestleMania. He comes in, does a, I, that was a really funny promo, good promo, hardcore promo, talking about he has to ask his father-in-law if he should set the <laughs> match up. All of that was really, and then talking about him and, and Rollins were together. It was a bit, it was pointed, but it was a bit all over the place as well. And then the match happened and blah, blah, blah. But, like, what did you think about all of this to start off? First, first the promo okay. shit back and forth. So, first the promo before Dean came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mentioned during the Royal Rumble recap that I'm not, like, the biggest Seth Rollins fan. Right, right. Um, and we, we don't know what your problem is. <laughs> A lot of us fans, but okay. Um, I'll tell you off camera. No, I'm just, <laughs> uh, but no, uh, no, I... I'll be honest though. It's to, for me. It's really been the the face Seth Rollins. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I thought heel Seth Rollins was right. was killer. Shield Seth Rollins killer. for some reason. Like 
Seth Rollins just as like cool guy Seth mm-hmm. Rollins hadn't been clicking for me, but I will say this much. Um, this promo is maybe the first time since I felt that way about him that he finally changed my opinion. Yeah. Um, the emotion you could see in his face yes. was so real that it made me it made me a fan again. It made me like I I, I you could see how how important it was to him, how much he loves wrestling, and you know that's not every wrestler. Like I love Braun Strowman. I think Braun mm-hmm. Strowman's a great wrestler, but I mean you've seen the pictures of Seth Rollins as a child with his wall covered in wrestling posters. I mean Seth Rollins um, wrestled as soon as he could, has yeah. continued to do it, and 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 lives and breathes professional wrestling. Yep. Um, so I do think that you know. Um, because like I, attitude wise, I didn't always necessarily believe that that he was like a good guy. But this right here was like the first time where I was like, okay, I get it. Babyface yeah. Seth Rollins, he's literally crying over winning the Royal Rumble because that's how much it means to him. That's something I can get behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I really liked that. Um, I liked uh, well Triple H coming into the ring. Like I, I, I sometimes get annoyed when, much like Dean Ambrose, mm-hmm. I get annoyed when they just like. When they're ignoring history, you yeah. know. So when Triple H comes out and he's he's uh, praising Seth Rollins, and Seth Rollins is getting like a giggly, like like a little twinkle in his eye because yeah. of it, I think to myself, "Well, like you hate each other. Why are you getting a little smirk because Triple H is saying something good about you? Like yeah. you guys hate each other, you know." So I uh, that bothered me a little bit, but but and I also don't understand why he had to pick tonight mm-hmm. <laughs> or last night or whatever. Um, but that being said, like it was a good segment. I, I, you know, like you said, the Dean Ambrose stuff in 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 lieu of what has happened, of what has come out since. Um, it's interesting to rewatch that segment yeah. again and think to yourself, well, like, like him calling Triple H chuckles and, yeah. and stuff like that. You go like, oh, you know, maybe he just really doesn't give a crap right yeah. now. And it kind of shows. Sometimes, you know, it's weird. There was like at TMZ when I was there. It was like if you wanted to be on TV. They didn't necessarily want to use you on TV, but the ones who didn't want to be on right, TV, right. they like using because it comes across as like you don't want to. You're not trying to be on TV. Yeah. Like you're just a regular person talking. And you're I not think, hunting. You're not hunting. And yeah, I think yeah. Dean Ambrose is the same way. Like I kind of felt this vibe of like he didn't really give a crap. Yeah. And it was him at his best, not caring because right. it was like interesting. It didn't feel like yeah. uh, forced or anything like that. Um, the match itself, it was it was good. Yeah. Good match. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's good they, match. they don't good have bad matches. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was, it was, um, it, it, it seemed like they were kind of putting an end to yeah. Rollins and, and Dean Ambrose feud, though, right? Yeah, yeah. It seems like this is wrapping everything up and having him uh, a- after the break start to talk about what he was going to talk about. A la Batista, it felt very similar to Batista sitting in that chair talking about how he's done. Remember the first time he left, he had that kind of emotional promo. Uh, they didn't even let him get a like a sentence out, and Nia came out. And I don't know if that's scripted that way or not. I wonder if maybe this was Triple H going, oh, "Call me Chuckles." Here, how about this? <laughs> and Nia comes out, faces him, and then of course Nia punches him out of the ring and stuff. So we'll see. This is an interesting situation as it goes along. If they're just gonna, like you wrote in your article, if they're just gonna write Dean out of the storylines, or if they're gonna give Dean one last like go around. At WrestleMania, because wouldn't it be fun to have him have him and Alistair have some kind of thing if you're not going to use Alistair that uh, that powerfully in the NXT TakeOver version that they're going to do at WrestleMania weekend as well? Alistair and Ambrose would be a fun-ass match. I feel like looking at wrestling history, you don't, yeah. you don't give someone the, the – you don't put someone in a high-profile mm-hmm. position on the way out, yeah. right? I feel yeah. like they wouldn't do that, even if – 
you're putting someone over. Yeah, I feel yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I feel like 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 Wade Barrett, for example. Like he just kind of like they wrote him out of storylines one yeah. day. Like he said he wasn't going to resign. They tried, they tried. He said no. He said no. And then they're like, okay. And they wrote him out of storylines. Right. And then eventually, months later, he was gone. Granted, Ambrose is a former WWE champion, so it's a little different. Mm-hmm. He's very heavily ingrained in the things that they have going on. So I don't know. Like, I would guess that they'd probably keep using him. Yeah. Um, I, I also wouldn't be surprised to see him resign, to be completely honest with you. Yeah. I, I As much as he might be frustrated, um, I feel like right now we're going to see a lot of this. I yeah. feel like anyone whose contract is coming up is going to use it as a bargaining chip. Yeah, it's yeah. going to be like, hey. There's another company over there. Right. They're giving out contracts. I I, I, I could see this being a negotiation thing. I don't know that. Yeah. I, I Honestly, Dean Ambrose is a very uh, to-himself kind of guy, so yeah. it's hard getting info on this. Right. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me to see him maybe resign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though I know what I reported and what has been said, um, I just – professional wrestling. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I agree. Um, did you like the Nia Jax-Dean yeah. Ambrose thing? I did like the Nia Jax because I, I like that they're moving Nia into going back and forth with – uh, with the male wrestlers. I, I'm enjoying I know some people had issues with it at, at Rumble. But I got no problem with this. Nia can hold her own. Nia's tough as nails. Nia's strong and big as hell. And so, the, you know, what are you going to do? Why not? It's believable to me. You know, if they had Alexa going against one of these guys, then I would have a problem with that because that doesn't seem believable to my eyes. Not that she couldn't do it. Not that, you know, all that kind of stuff. I'm not trying to be, you know. God broke up. Yeah, I know, right? I'm not trying to be that. I'm just saying it's got to look believable. And this isn't a, this isn't a Finn Balor or Lesnar, I'm McMahon situation. It's more like, okay, can she handle herself in the ring? Yes, of course we know that. Is she strong? Yes, we know that. So let her go toe-to-toe. And so there's not a problem with some of these wrestlers doing intergender stuff crossing over. I think it's great. Nia Jax continuing on with this kind of intergender thing makes me think they are going to have an intergender match at WrestleMania yeah, yeah, with yeah. Nia Jax, right? Yeah. It seems like that's got to be where they're going yeah, with Yeah, I hope so. I, I'm down with it. You know, I mean, it makes sense. In the legacy of China, Beth Phoenix, and now Nia, this makes sense to me. They always – they do it every once in a while. Bubble up. It takes a certain kind of wrestler to cross over and do that. And when they do, it can work out. And so I think it can work out in this way with Nia, definitely. Yeah, interesting enough – well, I'll bring it up when we get there. Okay. I'll, I'll bring All it up right. when we get there. Well, we had that – we had that uh, – that led into the tag team match with – speaking of Alexa and Nia, they went – they were That's actually okay, so on yeah, okay. opposite sides on this. I was surprised by this. Uh, Nia and uh, uh, Tamina taking on uh, Alexa and Mickey James. Who are back to being friends again yeah, randomly. Yeah, uh, Mickey James looked good in the Royal Rumble, by the way. We didn't give her I, – I don't think any of us said anything. She did a really good job in that Rumble, man. I mean, for a woman who's had, what, three babies? Talk about mama's coming back. That woman's been doing it for years, oh, yeah, being Mickey, a mama for yeah, a while. Yeah, so, Mickey James killer. Yeah, I bet she has some Marks on her face when she hears the new mamas talk about coming back to wrestling. She's like, "Yeah, I've been doing it for a while." But, <laughs> like, but I thought it was a good match for what it was. The the Bruisers won, so now we have this like dangerous team in the Elimination Chamber for women's tag team match. That was all right. It was good overall. Um, he, what, what surprised me the most in this yeah. match yeah. was how much they were cheering for Nia Jax. Yeah, like I was shocked. Like it, it's funny how easy. How quickly wrestling fans can change their minds. Human beings, Ryan. It's not just <laughs> wrestling fans. In anything. Well, How many people I, hated Dennis Rodman until he played on their team? All of a sudden, they love Dennis Rodman. I, Same thing, I, I, T.O. Yeah, but it's kind of with the Daniel Bryan fickle thing where, like, humans they were are fickle. wrestling fans. Yeah, I guess humans are fickle. You're right. Yeah. But I guess, like, I mean, it was only a few weeks ago people were saying, like, Nia Jax was the absolute worst. They were like. Right. Wanting her added, she should retire. Go back to NXT. Right. You're hurting people. Blah, blah, blah. 
And then, like, she takes one RKO, and then everyone's like, well... Biggest fan favorite now. Have her beat up all the women, and I was I was just kind of surprised. That's how that's how it works in wrestling. Once you pay your due, once you pay the price for what you've done, like in the ring, then fans forgive you and start to go on go on your side. It's weird. It's a psychological thing. That's all the only way I can explain it. People didn't like my, including me. I was mad how she messed this whole up thing up. It worked out though, but like. Her taking the RKO, but not just that, her getting beat up by Becky and eliminated, all that kind of stuff. And then taking three finishers from the dudes, that kind of put her over and made her an underdog again. And so that's why fans, I think, were cheering for her last night, that she paid dues to the, to the, to the business in that way. And now people can cheer for her. I, that's, that's, a, that's just a suggestion possible. It's fickle. Yeah. It's fickle okay. thinking. All right. All right. Fickle. <laughs> fickle. <laughs> Well, speaking of someone people aren't fickle on, Baron Corbin uh, took on Kurt Angle. Oh, my God. I hate Baron Corbin so much. Yeah. I hate everything he does. The fans hate it. I don't know what information he has on the McMahons. I don't <laughs> know what the situation is here. I don't know if he's blood-related to them somehow. They no, found it's, out. it's because it's of how hated he is. a situation. What no, but like, listen, I, I, the reason is because of how much you hate him. I mean, yeah. everyone seems to hate him. Though. He's got nat- He's yeah. got real heat. Yeah, but heat, in the, but heat in that like go away. Yeah, yeah, go away. Heat is different than heat. I want to see you heat. To be fair though, there's not a lot that have heat, and I want to see you heat either. So it's like yeah. they got to have some people with heat I guess. that are involved, right? I, I, I compared to what Piper heat versus uh, I don't know somebody else heat that's like Corbin heat. There's Piper <laughs> heat and Corbin heat. I think that's the thing. People would love to hate Piper. He was the best. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I mean they don't definitely don't love to hate Baron Corbin. No, they, they just hate him. him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Period. And this makes no sense because like. Angle, why does why do you put Angle in this situation? He was supposed to fight Corbin months ago. McIntyre took his spot and kicked the crap out of him. So then Corbin fights here and then kicks the crap out of Angle. I don't see what they're doing with Kurt here. And Kurt was eliminated so quickly in the Men's Royal Rumble. I don't understand. I, honestly, I didn't even see him get eliminated. Two people I he was, was eliminated. I looking down and then I was like, wait, where's yeah. where's Kurt Angle? Yeah. Like, you know, and then I had to like text my friends, like, did Kurt Angle get eliminated? They're like, Yeah, he did. And I was yeah. like, What? After and two or three entrants. Yeah, yeah. And I saw Nakamura kick him out or whatever. I had to go back and find it or whatever, yeah. but uh, um, I also don't understand what the storyline is with Kurt Angle. Yeah. I, I thought they were going to kind of like old man Logan kind of vibe, like I was saying before. Yeah. But now they're still having him lose again. They've also made the the Angle Slam seem yeah, not that dead, powerful. like not that powerful. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I was I was watching this last night, thinking like, where are they going with this? Like. Like, is it going to equal, like, Jason Jordan coming back oh, somehow? Or, like, I, I, honestly, I haven't been able to figure it out. Yeah. I don't – I really, really, really don't understand yeah. where they're going with it either. Because, um, like, yeah, when he – I mean, granted, I they kind of planted a little bit of a seed on commentary during the yeah, match. Yeah, yeah, They said um, – they said uh, – you know that he um, he's got a family to feed, and that because he's not the GM, yeah. he's being forced to have to go back into the ring. Yeah. So I think that's where they're oh, going with okay, it. Okay, is okay. that like it's sad? Yeah. Like they want Angle to be a sympathetic. Like like this is a thing he's being forced to do because he needs to eat because he's oh. like he needs money. Like type uh, of thing. Like Muhammad Ali at the end, you're like, oh come on, stop. I think that's what they Don't. want you to go for. So maybe Jason to comes build in. up to one big final moment and then he's done. Well, then I need promos in the back with him going like I just I don't like you know I mean, he kinda, begging. He did kind of have that last night. Yeah. He had that quick one before his match. You're right. You're right. And was just kind of like sad during it. Yeah. You know when they brought Drew McIntyre. So I. I think that's maybe where they're going okay. with it. Okay. But I also don't. Then I want to see a longer one, I guess. I, I also feel like they need to sell it better. 
Because yeah. like I, I don't think it's getting across fully. I agree. And I don't I, I also don't like like they did this twice in this episode. They did it here uh-huh. and they did it with the the, the major brothers or yeah. edgeheads or whatever you want to call them. They like played this video package about like look at all the times they won the tag titles and look at all this and look at all that and they had a win and they just lost real quick. Yeah. And it was like why'd you just build them up? You were just gonna have them lose. Yeah. What is the point of that? Like you're building someone up just to kick them back down. Right, I, right. To me, that's not necessarily a, um, uh, a compelling thing to watch on television. I agree. I get it when you're building a story from point A to point B. You have to have downfalls of characters. And they, have to, they have to dig their way out of yeah. the bottom. But yeah, I just yeah, don't yeah. think they're showing it. Uh, they're, not, they're not showing it well enough. It just looks yeah. like people are getting jobbed out. Yeah, I agree with that completely. And, and in the long run, what, what are you leading towards? If you're not layering this thing with uh, a compelling storyline or compelling promos that show you a, a situation with these people going, what's going to happen with them emotionally as they go on this journey, taking the hit. So th- we got to get to that. Um, yes. All right, Finn comes out. I know we're not going to cover all the promos that are in the back, all that kind of stuff. We're too, you know, we only have an hour to do a three-hour show. We missed? Yeah, no, no. I'm just saying. Sometimes people call us out on certain things we miss in terms sometimes of promos. We miss them, yeah. yeah, I mean, like it's a three-hour show. We only have an hour to talk about it. So. We, I did enjoy uh, um, Otis, though, while Finn was walking oh. in the backstage saying hi to everyone, like all sad. And Otis was just standing there doing like his Otis thing in the corner. I loved it so much. <laughs> well, Finn came out and was talking to the WWE. He was talking to the, the fans and talking about, you know, hey, you know, I went to toe-to-toe with Lesnar. It wasn't easy. You know, I lost, blah, blah, blah. And then Leo Rush and uh, Bobby Lashley, the Almighty, come out and interrupt him. And I, I kind of like this back and forth. Uh, each one got their shots in. You know, Leo saying, like, it was ridiculous to think you could take on Lesnar and you could take on Lashley. And then he goes, wait, the guy who lasted 19 seconds in the Royal Rumble? That was a great shot. And then the beatdown. But, okay, what are we doing here? Are we legitimizing Lashley or are we legitimizing Balor? Because it doesn't help Balor to step down from a title match to fight Lashley. Even no matter how big Lashley is, it doesn't help him. It helps Lashley to beat Balor uh, to move up. So I, I don't know. After all this promotion with Finn having a shot at Lesnar, are they tumbling him back down again? Kind of felt that way. Right? I mean, granted like there's only other there's only one other title on the show, so I guess like in their eyes, they're seeing it as like, well, Seth was yeah. dealing with Lashley. Now Seth's going to be dealing with Brock, so they just they just switch them, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but um, but I did like it. I mean, I, I mean, what else are they going to do with Finn? That's the thing. I mean, I said it before the match. I mean, obviously there was like they were kind of setting him up to yeah. to to go backwards. I mean, I, I, especially with that post match beatdown. Like they had yeah. a, the beatdown, and now it's this. It's like. I mean, yeah, an Intercontinental title run would be cool for Finn, but, but he's already fought for that title many times. Do you think? Do you think a successful Intercontinental title run for Finn could help rebuild him a little bit? It could, similar then, to how it did for Seth. But then you squash Lashley, you push Lashley all the way back down. You spent all this time building Lashley back up with the mistakes, the the bad feuds he had when he came back, and you got it right. Leo Rush helped. Now you put the strap on him. What are you going to do with him if you if you use him to give Balor a run? I don't know what you do in this situation. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the only thing is that you put Seth, you put Lashley in the main event scene too. You, you, you know, I guess now you, that Seth's going to need Seth, now that there's now that there's okay because to me it seems like as soon as Seth has the title, yeah. as, if if Seth wins the title at WrestleMania, I imagine he. Will. I imagine 
as soon as like the Universal Championship is off of Brock, mm-hmm. and and he's probably going to be out for longer this time. Um, you would think that you need your main event scene to be a little more replenished, yeah. and everyone can't be fighting for the Intercontinental title. True. Really, all those guys were fighting over the Intercontinental title because there was no Universal Championship on the show. Right. So maybe that my my my. I had imagined they move those guys in the main event scene, and Finn handles the intercontinental title mm-hmm, scene, and mm-hmm. for the for the time being, because I mean, Vince isn't gonna. It doesn't seem like Vince wants to give him the universal title. No, no, and you know, he gave him the universal title initially, so yeah, maybe he was he's got to work his I mean, way. He yeah, was, he was. Yeah, so he was but, way a different is, point in his career. I don't want to see the demon versus uh, Balor. Or, I mean, uh, versus uh, uh, Lashley. That's that. Why you can pull the demon out? Someone mentioned that they were glad the demon didn't come out for the Lesnar. Uh, match because they felt, oh, well, if Lesnar like destroys the demon, then the demon's mystique is pretty much I gone. kind of agree with that. Yeah, it makes I, sense. I thought that I, I wanted to see the demon there, but I also agree with that, that like mm-hmm. it, it, it would have – if they had had that same match with the demon, it would have kind of ruined that a little yeah, bit, I think. Yeah, yeah. Right, well, we'll see. I mean, maybe, maybe Balor versus Lashley for the title elimination chamber possibly. Nah. I don't know. I mean, I see a lot of people that are, that are of that – I see a lot of the speculation that like maybe Brock's going to be in the elimination chamber. Right. Right. Which maybe then Lashley and Finn will both be in the Elimination oh, yeah, Chamber. Okay, okay. And we can finally get, before Brock's gone, some sort of Lashley versus Brock encounter. Yeah, yeah. Um, I see a lot of people speculating and think that Finn's going to win the title in the Elimination Chamber, not by pinning. Wait, because. Yeah. But somehow winning the, the title in the Elimination Chamber, and we get Finn versus Seth at WrestleMania. Oh. You don't like that? I don't like that. I don't either. I keep saying, I, I, and then some people, that, no. that's the, that's the like speculation thing I keep seeing from like, I know James kept saying that he thinks that that's going to happen yeah. to me and a few other people where they think that Finn might win in the Elimination Chamber. We get Finn versus Seth at WrestleMania uh, and that Braun causes Brock to lose the title as kind of like a payback and then we get Braun versus Brock at WrestleMania. No title. <sighs> I, you don't like that? I, right now, at this point, with the way everything's been laid out, no. If stuff happens over the next few weeks in Elimination Chamber, like st- stuff starts to open up and move in a certain direction, and I like the way it's going, then yes, I will say yes. <laughs> but right now, I don't like that idea. Because, uh, like, Balor versus Rollins, at this point, with the, with the trajectory that Balor is on, feels like an NXT main event, not a WrestleMania main event. Well, to be fair, though, in this... Uh, at this point. In this predicament, in this... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for in this uh, iteration? Yeah, in this yeah. guess. Whereas, who knows if it'll happen? Right. This is of the assumption that Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey are main eventing. Oh. So you don't necessarily need good that points. Brock thing because Ronda Rousey's main eventing. Yeah, that's a good Ronda point. and Becky. Yeah, but it is main event. You want it? Uh, main WrestleMania. You want two co-main events? That's how I looked yeah, at yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. That's why all along I said Brock versus Braun because I thought that was more of like a Vince type yeah. WrestleMania title main event. I don't. I don't. I don't think after what we're going to get to at the end of the show that that's lined up that way. I think Lesnar and Rollins looks exciting as shit. I WrestleMania. Agree. You could if if Balor ends up doing something, or or you make it a triple threat. Rollins, Balor, and Lesnar is possible, but I don't know. I, don't I, know. I would like that. I think that they're still going to try and make the women's match a main event, even though yeah. we're about to get to. Um, 
what happened. I, I something in me says. That, oh like, no, the women's going to be the main event. No, that I think no. it's a triple threat. I think they're still going to try and make it a triple threat. The Charlotte stuff. I think so. All right, we'll see. I don't know that, but I just that's just like my hunch. Okay. Uh, <sighs> Speaking of four people that are not going to be at WrestleMania, probably Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder took on the revival. Uh, I don't understand any of the point of this. I yeah. really don't. I mean, like, I, what's the point of building up these guys coming back together only to lose to the revival? That was the only thing. Like, I was a big fan of like yeah, put them back them together, back, putting them back together, um, t- explaining who they are to other people who like since they have yeah. had different iterations of their character. Being like, no, Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. That's the Major Brothers. That's yeah. the Edgeheads. Like, you've known them for like ten years. You showed me that they won the titles 11 years ago. Like, I I was very confused as to, like, why then they were up against the Revival, who you're pushing – you're yeah. starting to give a little push to because of everything that's going on with them. Yeah. Um, and then you just had them lose it. I don't – I don't know who gains from that. Yeah. The Revival don't gain from that because they beat Kurt Hawkins, who's been on a losing streak. Right. The – the major brothers don't gain anything from that because they lost. Yeah. Uh, I, I just don't get it. I, I don't. I, I mean, I get that Kurt Hawkins was losing anyways, right. but I just, I don't know. I understand creatively yeah. how this, this is a good story. I, it does nothing for the revival either. Yeah, it's an expected win, so it so does I'm nothing. Saying, yeah, yeah. Like he's already like Kurt Hawkins is on a losing streak, so yeah. it's not like beating Kurt Hawkins is a, a, an accolade for anybody. I think if you're gonna give, if you're gonna bring these two guys together and have them come back and, and try to be fan favorites, then I think you you should have put them in against the B team and have them lo- have the B team lose to 100%. them. Because then you can say we beat the champions, the former champions or whatever, and now we've got some confidence in Kurt Hawkins. Start, and you turn the storyline that Kurt Hawkins now starts to feel confident, starts to blah blah blah, and starts to win, so that. Down the road, when he pulls that critical mistake from him feeling cocky and confident, it could lead to a breakup between the guys. That's the more logical storyline. And also, like, I get they want to establish the Kurt Hawkins, the loser of the team, right? right? That's like what I felt like was the point of yeah, last night. Yeah, yeah. But like, we already, we already know, know that. that. Yeah. So like, we knew Kurt Hawkins was the loser. Then Zach came out to save him. Yeah. Then you played a hype video hyping them up. Then that this is where you have them win finally, yeah. or even have Zach win, not Kurt. And Kurt's like, "Oh, I was technically in a winning match just now. Let's yeah. keep it going." And you go from there, and then Kurt wins the next one, or whatever. But yeah. I, I don't understand why you do all that just to kick them back down by having them lose. Yeah, yeah. Like, it just didn't make sense to me. I agree thoroughly, thoroughly. Uh, well, baby, one of my favorite parts of the night are up next, and that's Jeff Jarrett and Road Dog. I mean, Road Dog can still do it. Uh, he ever he comes out. He could be a hundred years old. This is your favorite part of the night. No, this is one of my favorite parts. Absolutely, Having, look, I just love Road Dog. And Jeff, I do too. Jeff Jarrett coming out not wearing that crap was nice too. Helpful. And he certainly had a better promo than he was doing when he first when he came out for Royal Rumble. So I like that. Uh, but Road Dog coming in with him was just the perfect compliment. And I love Road Dog to pieces. I am also a huge Road Dog fan. Yeah. I, the New Age Outlaw is my favorite tag team of all time. Wow. All, strong statement. Personal. No, but I think it's a, that's a valid point of view to have. They were, they were fantastic. I love DX. Mm-hmm. I, DX is my favorite growing up. So, this is why we fight. Because I'm an NWO man. He's yeah, a DX yes, man. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's a tough one. <laughs> um, I, I, <laughs> I, yeah, I love DX. I love the New Age Outlaws. I, they're like the reason I've learned so many slurs as a child. Like, <laughs> like so many things that I didn't know as a yeah. child that I went and figured out. Like my brother would be like, no, that's what that means. I'm yeah. like, oh. Um, that being said, um, I, I did enjoy the segment. I, I think Road Dog was awesome. Road Dog was great. Road, okay. I'll say this much. 
I have a lot of feelings on this segment. <laughs> Please. Uh, I, 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 I enjoyed Road Dog. Mm-hmm. I, I tweeted right after I was watching it. I think actually Road Dog should be an authority figure on the show. Hell yes. Road Dog was very entertaining. He holds, he holds uh, your attention. He's also funny, but he's also authoritative yeah. because you've seen him kick ass. So I, I, I was watching that thing and all that. Yeah. Um, one, one thing I really didn't like about it, um, I, I felt like him wearing the Becky Lynch shirt was a bad call. Okay. Because he's not young and hip anymore. Like, I love Rodog. Wow. But Rodog is a grandpa. Like, you know. Easy, man. Hey, no offense to grandpas. Easy, man. But I'm just saying, if you're marketing this shirt as, like, the new Austin 316, and, like, this is what cool young people wear, then, like, putting a grandpa on television in that shirt isn't necessarily going to help sell that shirt. It's going to be similar to when Jerry Lawler was going, like, everybody Fandango or whatever. Oh, and it's yeah, like, that was ridiculous. Oh, wait. That's yeah. – wait, that's for old people. Like, you know, like – so I I don't think it was helpful to put him in there. He sh- if he just wore a DX shirt, it would have been cool. Sure. I realize it probably wasn't a DX shirt handy backstage, <laughs> but, like, I'm just saying – I'm sure Triple H has got a few sitting around his <laughs> office. That's a good point. Yeah, it's a good point. Um, I, I – I, that was one. That was one. Yeah. Two, I feel like the With My Baby Tonight thing, while a fun throwback, bombed at the Hall of Fame ceremony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was not as entertaining as they thought it was going right. to be. They continually, because of uh, something to wrestle with and Bruce Pritchard making that song semi-relevant again, yeah. they think that everybody loves that song again. And that's not the case. No. I, I, I really I, hated that song. I hated that song then. I yeah. think it's annoying now. Yeah. I don't think that – I also feel like most people when they see Jeff Jarrett don't think oh, – sorry, most people at least my age. Yeah. Who, I feel like your age maybe too. Sure. When you see Jeff Jarrett – I don't think you instantly think of that roadie character anymore. Nope. You think of the don't piss me off, Jeff Jarrett. Right. Like, I was shocked that they're using this old roadie theme and mm-hmm. they're playing off of the roadie stuff. Like, Jeff Jarrett was more popular in WWE, in my opinion, when he was doing the whole, like, the sexist guy thing. Yeah, yeah. And he was don't piss me off and the guitar, like, the holding the guitar with the don't piss me off on it. Right. Even his theme song was way cooler than, yeah. in my opinion. I love that Jeff Jarrett theme song. Mm-hmm. I I hate that they're using the the, the old like nineties one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I I, I, I don't like that. Will you explain to some of the younger fans who Rody was or Rody is? You was that better than no, me? Because wasn't it Road Dog? Was it? Yeah. yeah, it was his. He was his. He was his Rody. He was Rody, and that's his before he, but he was joined to be the DX. One that was singing was gonna, the, the, yeah. the song. Yeah, right. So he would go with Jared. That's how he got. Kind of like Triple H being the. Uh, who was the uh, the what was he when he bent down? What was he the the uh, Hunter Hearst yeah, Helmsley? Hunter Hearst Helmsley, right? He was initially a kind of a pseudo valet, and then he became the fighter. Well, no, became he was, this... I don't think he was a valet, but he was a. Uh... Oh no, Austin was the valet for DiBiase okay, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I remember that or something like that. Yeah. So then Hunter was the Hearst. Yeah. So everyone had different things. Yeah. That was and then the found character. themselves in DX or a solo like Stone Cold did. So yeah, that was like the what Road Dog initially. The fact that he still knew the words and he was singing along with it. Shocked the hell out of me. No, because they've been singing it all the time now because of Bruce yeah, Pritchard. They literally so. like it's been a thing all the time. All the, the, yeah. the, the section of fans that are pumped on that song again because of Bruce Pritchard. Right. Um, I don't know what I think about Jeff Jarrett becoming an on-air figure again of some sort. Uh, I think it's just momentary. No, I don't. What? Well, we put up a story yesterday. He re-signed with WWE. What? Yeah. <laughs> Rook is just what I love getting his reaction to that. Damn it. No, we put up a story yesterday that basically he's going to be working behind the scenes as a producer in WWE. Okay, behind the scenes. But 
PW Insider reports that he is also going to be an on camera, uh, in some sort of on camera role, and then the feud with Eli- uh, with. Uh, Elias? Elias started last night. So wow. I don't know if that's where it's leading to. If the, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm still working on it. Do you uh, think they hate Elias? Like, what? what is the problem? I'm just confused. Is Elias like, not that good of a wrestler? I don't know. I've, I've liked him. I've liked when he wrestled. I just want to know. I was very they confused in all this as to who the heel and the face were. Well, it's very clearly that uh, Elias is heel now. I mean, him saying, I but can't believe Jeff I made Jarrett... songs for you guys, blah, blah, blah. Was Jeff Jarrett supposed to be a face, though, last night? I think night? he was. But that's why you bring in Road Dog, who everybody loves. But he was loves. doing the slap nut stuff. And well, he, but was... he was doing it to Elias, not to the fans. Yeah. So I think he's I think I guess he's I'm face. just so used to Jeff Jarrett being a heel and wrestling yeah, that yeah, it's like yeah. hard for me to accept Jeff Jarrett as a face. Yeah, I know. Right? I can, I can understand that. He's been a face before. Like uh, when he fought Hogan for that title, that infamous Vince Russo situation, he was a face going into that match against mm. Hogan, quasi so, face. Yeah, Not, but, but he was more of a tweener than a face. Right, but he'll always, he'll never be a full face. No one like no, no. one, no one likes was, Jeff enough to be a full face. That's why no I was so does. confused last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. Like I understood it in TNA because he was like the founder of TNA right, when he could do it, right, but like right. he can't really do that. He can't pull that card anymore. Um, I do think though, you know, when I was looking at the, when I was thinking about the idea of him. Returning to WWE and yeah. getting hired. Um, as much as Jeff Jarrett is the definition of never say never in wrestling, yeah, yeah, yeah. because that is crazy that Jeff Jarrett went and started another company that is still around, yeah. that has now lasted longer than WCW, and WWE has cherry picked a ton of their talent that are in popular positions right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, it's crazy that that he's back in the company fold as a producer in WWE after holding up Vince for money after all these things that Jeff Jarrett is going to be producing WWE television again yeah. not even again he's going to produce WWE television yeah that's crazy to me well I think I think people who create something respect other people who go off and create something and are successful at like it. a Bischoff and Vin- yeah, bring yeah, in, like Bischoff yeah, and brought in bring in Bischoff in I think they I mean with Bischoff I think they treated him more like a they treated him more like a bitch the whole time he was there True. That's, that's Vince is getting his revenge but with Jeff there's Jeff's never been a guy to get pushed around and no, Jeff never. Jeff has always found his a way to land on his feet and he's always convinced enough people enough to invest in him or invest in his products or invest in his companies he's always had that ability and that's why I may hate Jeff Jarrett as a character or even a little bit as a person but <laughs> even a little but, yeah, but as a he's a successful guy, and you can't argue that no. he's done a lot with a little, and you got to give him all the props in the world. So I think guys like Vince, they may get pissed off at guys like this, but then eventually they realize, well, I'd have done the same thing, and I can respect that. And so if you want to come work for me, then I can use what you've learned out there on your own, bring it in here, and maybe we can create some content or whatever. You so know? like guys like Paul Heyman and Dusty yeah, Rhodes, Paul and Heyman, stuff yeah, like Dusty, that. Dusty, exactly. Um, I agree with you. I also think that. Um, Jeff, you can't deny you. No matter what you want to say about Jeff Jarrett, you can't deny the guy's got an eye for talent. Hell no! Yeah. Like that guy, he you knows. know, brought AJ Styles, Samoa Joe, mm-hmm. and that Bobby might be Roode, another reason too. Eric Young, all these guys to the yeah. forefront. And look at like he might have had issues the last time he ran TNA or Impact or whatever. Right, but, right, right. But I, I, I think that you, if there's one thing, it's that you can't deny that he has uh, an eye for professional mm-hmm. wrestling, like and and talent. So and nine lives. Not, he finds a way. Lives. Yeah, twenty five lives. He finds a way, no matter how low he is, to get back on. It's incredible. It's man. absolutely incredible. The fact that he's on WWE in twenty nineteen is mind blowing. It's literally the, like I said. It's literally the definition of like when people say "never say never" yeah. in wrestling. He is that. Absolutely. He is that. Hundred. I can't think of anyone who's a better definition of that. He always yeah. manages to land on his feet. Yeah. The, I mean, 
you all, you'll think, oh, well, Jeff Jarrett's not recovering from that. He went to he got fired from being president of the company and went to they, rehab. They, he found it. Oh wait, never mind. They just brought him into the Hall of Fame. Oh, never mind. Now he's a backstage producer. Yeah. I mean, granted, there's a long sure. year and a half gap between there or whatever. But like, right. kudos to that guy. Yeah. I mean, that guy is imp- impressive businessman. Um, but I am interested to see what they do here. I, I don't know if I'm necessarily interested in a few between yeah, Jeff I'm Jarrett not. and Elias. I'm not. Especially if it's roadie 1990 <sighs> Jeff Jarrett. Like, I definitely don't that. care about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, on a television screen. Especially when you're weeks ago said that the television product is terrible and that it sucks and we're going to make a change. That change is bringing in Jeff Jarrett on television <laughs> as the new authority figure. In fact, last night, I was so mad last night while watching the show at one, uh-huh. second, one point during the Baron Corbin match. Yeah. I know we got to finish up soon, but during the Baron Corbin match, they said, um, they said, I want to say it was Graves. He said something like, or maybe it was Cole, one of the two. He mm-hmm. said something along the lines of like, well, the show when Baron Corbin was it wasn't great because he's friends with them. So Michael Cole, yeah. when when um when Baron Corbin was running the show, the ratings were at the worst they've ever been. It was all Baron Corbin's fault, and I was like, "What is that really?" <laughs> like you know when you have a friend who lies, right, 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 and they lie so much they believe their own lies. I honestly wonder if they've believed their own lie. Like they really truly believe that Baron Corbin was <laughs> no, the fucking reason. I don't think so. Do you think I? I wonder that. I, I wouldn't be surprised because people who are successful convince themselves of anything that removes blame or fault at, at, for anything going wrong with that with them. Uh, but I would be surprised if they're that unaware because it wasn't Corbin booking the matches. But I could see them going like, well, the fans just hated Baron Corbin. So they didn't want to tune so in. So they didn't want to tune in. Well, why we, did you keep booking uh, matches then? Because Baron Corbin was a running thread throughout the whole show. Yeah. Now Baron Corbin's just one segment. Right. But they weren't tuned in because Baron Corbin was a thread throughout the entire show. Right, right. That's honestly – I honestly wonder <laughs> if they believe that internally. If six months down the road the ratings still haven't picked up, they'll blame Jeff Jarrett. Well, uh, Roca, I yeah. don't know oh. if you recall, but since you brought up timelines, yeah. we are about oh. one week away from yours. We are. Did you say one week or two weeks into February? Uh, the beginning of February. I said February, about yeah. one week away from your thing. Have mm-hmm. you seen – Anything change? Not really that big. <laughs> okay, just not really. Sure. Microcosmic Mic- at most. You literally have to be looking yep. for it. Yep. If you weren't, if you weren't like microscope, microscope, yeah. trying to figure it out, you wouldn't, you wouldn't see any difference. Yeah. And here's another thing: the Riot Squad taking on Natalia and Dana Brooke. What's the point of that? You knew the Riot Squad were going to win this thing. No surprise. I know it's good to put over Liv and put over Sarah Logan, but. You know, do you really think they're going to go for the belts and win the belts? No, they're not going to give it to them. But I don't know why you pair Natty with Brooke. That makes no damn sense at all. Natty's been on a run. Natty just finished 45 damn minutes or however damn minutes she was in the Rumble. And you put her with Dana, who's a constant, who's the female Kurt Hawkins. I'm like, why would you do that? Yeah, and I was confused when they said, like, oh, well, Ember Moon is hurt, so she couldn't be her partner. And it was like, when were Ember Moon and Natalia partners? Yeah, right. I was like confused by that, too. I was like, you didn't even need to mention that there. And wasn't this the new Dana who's got this new regimen putting all these? Like uh, you know, uh, who was it, Beth or whoever it was, or uh, who was saying that during the Women's Royal Rumble that yeah. like you know she's got a whole new regimen and whole new training thing, and she got eliminated within five or ten. B- and then same and she thing, also but, right. she also mentioned in that backstage promo to Natty that she was like, yeah. oh, I'm better than Ember and blah 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 blah. Um, yeah, I didn't. Dana's, it wasn't bad. Yeah, but it wasn't good either. Dana's in ring work has never matched her out of ring work. True, because Dana's a good, she can cut a promo. She's a good, she's character. A good character, but in ring, 
for whatever reason. She can't put it together. Do you think the Riot Squad should win the titles? No. No? You think it should be Bailey and Sasha? It's got to be Bailey and Sasha. It's got to be. And it'll be against Nia and Tamina. No doubts. Well, it's multiple teams, isn't it? Yeah, but I think in the final, right? Well, they already... Or is it going to be an Elimination Chamber tag team match? I think it's going to be an Elimination Chamber. I want to see how that happens. I have to go back and look. I forget exactly. I have to go read it. But um, Wow. Okay. I think they did say that because they said on Raw last night... That it wasn't a normal tag team match. That it was like, I think they said it was in the chamber. So are going to be two people in the chamber and then Haven't they, they get released? Haven't they done a tag team elimination chamber I've, once? I don't think that I can recall seeing a tag team elimination chamber where two people are in and the, the thing gets raised and they come out. I could have sworn there was one semi-recently um, while I'm looking mm-hmm. that up. Uh, I, 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 I feel like yeah. I, I want Sasha and Bailey. To be the first tag team champions. Yeah. I feel like they're going to trick us and not have them be it. Okay. I feel like the Riot Squad could win it first and then Sasha and Bailey win it at WrestleMania from them or something okay. like that. Okay. Um, tag team elimination chamber. Yeah. There has been tag team elimination okay. chamber matches. That's what I thought. W- yeah. There has been where they were both standing in it. Yes. Yeah. Just wanted to make sure. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I, 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 I feel like the Riot Squad have done a really good job. They're very interesting. Yeah, I like them. I, 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 as much as I enjoy Sasha and Bailey, I feel like it's just so obvious. That's the only re- the only yeah. way they're going to do Sasha. The only way I foresee them doing Sasha and Bailey as the first tag team champions is if they already have some kind of big match lined up for them at WrestleMania, like mm. Trish and Lita. Yeah, because if that's the case, that'd be kind of cool. I, yeah. I would like to see Sasha and Bailey versus Trish and Lita at WrestleMania for the women's tag team titles. Wow. Okay, that'd be a good match. Okay, that'd be cool at least, right? I, I don't. Think? I don't. But you I, would I, I get that. you wanting. I get what okay. people would want to see that. I don't. Okay. I, I also don't want to see them against Anaya and Tamina either. So I'd like something else, maybe from the SmackDown side. Because are they going to SmackDown going to have their own tag team belts, or is it tag team belts for both federations really or both ha- brands? They really haven't specified. Well, that's it. what I'd like. I'd like it to be a Super Bowl for the tag team championship. The, the top Raw tag team versus the top SmackDown tag team, and they are the tag team champions, and they they go between both brands. I hate that, but I mean. <laughs> Not that I hate the idea. I just yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm of the belief that if you're gonna have a brand split, have a fucking brand split. I like agree. I don't want to see someone from Ross. I I just remember when they did that when I was younger. Yeah, I remember when there was a brand split and they started sharing champions or whatever like yeah, that. Right? Yeah. Like, that, yes, that, yes, yes. And I remember just hate. I remember what happened. Being like, what's the point of this brand yeah. split? Then like, why are we doing this brand split Who's if the these show? people can just if the champions are going both like. Why? Yeah, like, yeah, what are we yeah. doing here? So I'm the belief that if like you want to have champions on the same champion on both shows, yeah. then end the brand split. But right, I don't think yeah. that's what's going on. I think if anything, to me it seems like with all these hirings going on mm-hmm. behind the scenes, I think that they're uh, they're going to have even. I think WWE is preparing to up their content even more yeah. in 2019. I think that we're going to have. This is just my guess. Yeah, but I feel like we're going to have. You know, on the Fox show, it's going to be like its own dedicated sh- people, like yeah. own dedicated staff. There's going to be an India show. There's going to be the UK show. There's yeah. going to be so many things that it's going to be content overload. I think that mm-hmm. they're going to add another NXT show. Probably. This is my. These are all my guesses, but from like I would say educated guesses from what yep. I keep hearing of little tidbits here and there, and just kind of like what my eyes are piecing together and stuff. I think we're going to have a lot of content next year with cool. all this different stuff. Um, I forgot. I got sidetracked there where we were on. That's all right. Let's jump on to the big thing. Good. Oh, you. (laughs) 
Here, here we go. Are you guys ready? Did you enjoy the foreplay? Because now it's time for some real uh, effing stuff. All right, here we go. Ronda Rousey. It's time for some real effing stuff. <laughs> Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch. This, I went, through the, I went through a cavalcade of emotions watching this because initially I was with the fans booing Ronda uh, when she came out to do her uh, first promo. But they were merciless. And you could tell Ronda. That's the moment you're like, look. As much as my criticism about her in-ring work is, is my criticism sometimes blown spots are green, this is something she's never done. The promo stuff and talking – yeah, doing it at the press conferences at UFC is a different ballgame. This is constant like reminder if you're doing well or, or not doing oh, yeah. well. And it is a loud one and they drowned her out. She didn't know what to do. She fumbled on the mic and then she just quit on the promo. So much so they had to play Bailey's music. That is not what you want to see from your champion. No. And and you, Ronda's not at fault for this. Everybody in creative who pushed her up the fucking chain too fast and put her in this position is to blame for this. Because Ronda is not ready. She was not ready to be the champion. Maybe in ring work, maybe in the ring, but certainly not outside the ring. She's done maybe two good promos the entire time. Two fully good promos the entire time she's been doing this stuff. One was Nikki Bella and the other one was a few weeks ago. And so that's good, but like that's not enough for a champion. If they can get frazzled this quickly, that's not a good thing. Yeah, but you could say that about... 90% of the roster. If 90% of the roster had to deal with that, they would be just as frazzled. You can't say that, that you don't think that. Well, I, I don't know if I would say 90% of the think? roster. No, if because they, they all come through the indies doing promos. They don't all come up through the indies doing promos. First of all, there are about, there are barely any promos on the indies. There are literally. Really? Yeah, there are, don't, there are literally like no promos I on the indies. I watched that championship, Hollywood championship, whatever that is, wrestling, and they do promos. I saw your boy Jamie to doing fair, a promo. To be fair, that's not technically indies, that's a television show. Most indies don't have a television show. All right, fair. There's a difference between the two. Fair. So a television show that's syndicated across the country is okay. different than indies where these guys are doing small shows for 50 people. All right. There's no promos involved in that. To me, I think anything below WWE other than TNA and New Japan. New Japan. Ring of Honor. Sure, not indie. I, I think those are the four, and then everything else. Yeah, because those all have TV indies. shows. Right, right. I, right. I'm just saying, Championship Wrestling. I hear what you're saying. I, I, I can be correct. While they on may that. be considered an indie, yeah, yeah, yeah. they have promos because they're a television show, okay. and they understand that they need to have storylines. But you I'd, know? Be, I'd, be, I'd be, I would be curious to hear from the fans if you guys go to indie shows and they don't do promos they don't. I've been during to the shows. They okay. don't. Right. They don't. I go to PWG, all the super indies. Oh, yeah. There are. Trevor Lee is one of the few people who was doing promos at shows. They're for the most, the, the thing you hear, the reason they send people to NXT mm-hmm. is to get good at promos. Like, that's why they yeah, send them there. Sense. Is because the, they already have the in ring skill, yeah. but we need to teach you to act. We need to teach you to talk. Like, right, right. Because you didn't have to flex that muscle on the indies ever. Like, yeah. yeah, there are guys shooting promos on their phones for social media and stuff like that. Okay. But that's the ones who are overachieving. Like, yeah, those yeah. are the overachieving types. All and right. so I think because. There are people, obviously, who don't, who feel like Ronda, like you, who feel like Ronda's had things handed to her, and so, right. um, yeah, those people boo. I think if 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 the crowd was that loud against almost all the roster, mm. they would have trouble with it. I, you've seen it when they like when they're doing the what chance and people can't get through it. Granted, Ronda really, really That's got frazzled I mean. last there's, night. There's a difference getting stumbling or whatever. But we rarely but hear the crowd like, like that either, though, right? Yeah, I mean, when do you I ever guess. hear the crowd 
that sure. loud. But as if they you want to hold night. the strap, if you want to be the star, this is part of it. But she doesn't want to hold the strap to be the bad guy. She so I think it's a little no. bit different. No, what I mean is I don't think that she thought oh. that she's she didn't get into this. Yes. To, to, she got into this to rebuild her career and be the one they cheer, I not think, the one they boo. Yeah, and I think and I, I want to be very careful how I say this. I think this is one of the drawbacks of the Ronda. Ronda is an incredibly physically superior being. Fantastic in the ring, but I think sometimes mentally Rhonda can get super frazzled. I mean, when you hear the stories about her after she lost to Holly and went off in the woods and, like, you know, was all by herself and didn't know what to do, was considering killing herself, he's like, it's just a match. But, like, for her, it's like huge, you know? And so that. I think that came to bear in this situation, and when you hear people talk about, but I also didn't think I also think it didn't help her to have that story, those stories coming out that she's going to leave no. the WWE. No, because people hate that. Fans hate that. Well, cause especially because it's, like, it's only been a year since well, she came. Well, it's also the people like you who feel like she's had some hand to her. Right. I think that the that uh, notion was kind of. Uh, Pushed down by people like me. It was. Because it was like, no, look what she's doing. She's doing yeah. this thing. She's, she's showing a house show. She's house shows. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. doing Raw. Yeah. She's not Brock Lesnar. And they, they were all waiting for that one moment yeah, to yep. be like, aha, you were wrong, asshole. We right. were right. She only wants it for the money. <laughs> she's only here to use us and leave. We've seen right. it happen a million times. <laughs> and they were all waiting. And so when that story came out, I do think you're right. Yeah. And I don't think it helped that that story came out. Right as the Becky Lynch thing was resuming. Yeah, that's true. It was a bad mixture of... Bad timing. But also, kind of good timing. Because, twofold, it's only good timing if WWE can stop being stubborn and just follow the wave. Like, if they could follow the wave, it would be... Such a good match. I just get concerned that they won't follow the wave. Becky, I mean, uh, Ronda's the heel. It should be. Let her be the heel. I have said this whole time that I love Ronda Rousey as a character. She she is making them money. She should be a face. I watched Raw last night. Yep. You can't watch Raw last night and think that the next time she's on TV, that's not going to be magnified. Yeah. And she has to play into that. She has to. Uh, she doesn't necessarily be a heel where she mm-hmm. heals them, but she has to play into that. I mean, like, if they want to have, like, a memorable women's main event, yeah. all you have to do is open your ears. Yep. That crowd was rabid. They want yep. Becky Lynch to beat Ronda Rousey. All you have to do is let them hate Ronda Rousey. Right. Let her play into it. She's already stumbling when they're booing anyways, so just don't have her talk a lot. Yeah. Let her do her thing. They're going to boo her anyways. Let them cheer for Becky Lynch and let Becky Lynch and Ronda Rousey mm-hmm. main event WrestleMania and let Becky Lynch beat her. It would be a huge moment. Yep. Just don't let stubbornness get in the way. And I think and it's great. those are all great points, Ryan. And, and the two things that they need to focus on is if you're going to make this turn, Shayna, Jessica, they're all already heels. They're already heels. So they should be the ones going like it was. They shouldn't have said that to you. They should. They should. There should be a whole separate promo with those girls coming up to talk to Ronda backstage somewhere. Maybe even Ronda shows up at SmackDown to fuck with Becky uh, tomorrow night. Those girls show up. They talk to her. They say those fans. They don't love you. They don't respect you. They never cared about you. We cared about. We've been your sister. We're, sisters. We're the horsemen. We're the horse yeah, women. what you talked about yesterday yeah. on the on the Royal Rumble thing. We're the ones, and then be, and then Ronda comes out and bitches the fans out and and says the things she wants to say, Agreed. which is screw you. So I, I came was, here. I was a I champ. Exactly. I'm the best. What are you? You can't even pay your bills. I bet you spent all your money just to get here tonight. Do your kids even eat this week? Like you can, can destroy. Listen, as a heel in the Schmodown, when in the past. 
Nothing is better than being a heel. Yeah. Nothing. It's so much fun. And if Ronda can lean, lean into because Ronda already has heel tendencies as a face. Of course. Jesus Christ. As she does, especially that ending of the promo with Becky when she was just like, I can kill you with my <laughs> – like I've never seen anyone say that, yeah. even Lesnar, yeah. who can literally do it. Um, to hear that, that was insane. Now, Becky's promo was great. Becky's promo was fantastic. Yeah, that was the best Becky promo in a while. Oh, absolutely. They got, her, they got her right back. They like mm-hmm. – they got her right back to where yep. she needs to be. That yep. was perfectly done. Yep. And then – but Ronda – I think Ronda went a little overboard saying I, I could – I don't know if that's in the script at all. But Becky – I think Becky was a little shaken too afterwards when Ronda left because Becky was like doing that smile thing. Yeah, right. Sure, yeah. And inside you're like, oh, my God. He's, she could actually fucking kill me. <laughs> Did you see what Becky said on Twitter about it? Yeah. What, what was that? You shook no, I Ronnie? believe you're a killer, Ronnie. You were murdering that whole segment until the man bailed you out. Oh, my God. <laughs> my God. Does she know fear? Like, <laughs> Ronnie could snap at any moment. Um, she's not yeah. always the most stable person. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I, I think that, like, it, it – it's so easy to get there. Yeah. I think that last night was great. Becky did a great job. One of the only things I was surprised about in this segment was, well, I, the, the crowd being so loud did yeah. surprise me. Um, they should have let Bailey the, the way oh, that the should have been match. done. Sure, sure, no, sure. We, I know we kind of breezed over the Bailey match. Well, who cares? Uh, <laughs> no, I mean Bailey did a nice job, but it was a good match. It wasn't bad. It was a good match. Um, I think that it would have been so oh. awesome if. When Rhonda was shaking her hand or whatever, if she had shaken her hand like she was doing and then, like, had, like, a moment of clarity and pulled the hand back and just did the I four at her like that. Do it. And then Becky Lynch's music went off. The crowd would have ate that alive. Yep. And, then they, and then I didn't see it until after the fact, but I saw videos on social mm-hmm. media today from the crowd. And she did. They just oh. didn't show it. Like they, she, so she didn't do it initially. She didn't okay, do it right okay, away. Okay, okay. But when Becky's music goes off and they cut to Becky and she walks down, she's limping. When she gets to ringside, Bailey gives her one of these and she gives it right back. Oh! And they didn't show it on TV. If you go back oh, and you watch, the, when Becky's getting into the ring, they cut back to Becky and you just see her kind of putting it down. But I went and watched the video on Twitter and it's literally like when she gets close, Bailey goes like, and then, and then. Oh. Becky did Becky's it back. right back, and then she gets in the ring, and Bailey gets out. Good night. And I was like, "Why wouldn't they have shown that?" Maybe it's too early in the build. That's what I think too. But it's a great. From what I moment. saw, someone on Twitter—I forget where it was—but I saw someone say that. Um, I, I, some report somewhere I saw it shared where it said that like the four horsewomen thing is kind of a little bit of them going into business for themselves a little bit oh, because yeah. who knows when it's going to happen? But it's yeah. smart of them to do. Hell yeah! Yeah, it's very smart of them to do. Um, very interested to see where this goes because look at yeah. this point. There's no if they don't let these two main event WrestleMania as a, just the two of them. Just it's the two gonna of be, it's gonna be it's gonna be a disappointment. I've been saying this for months. Just no, I the agree two with you. of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's not that I don't want that. I'm I know, I know. of the belief on the other. Side. I, I I do think though that we're still. I still think they're gonna try. I think they're gonna try and shoehorn her in there because. There's like Charles a, will fight Oscar and be done with it. There's like a, um, uh, I guess locally they played an advertisement for Fastlane where it said it was Becky versus Charlotte, Ooh. and I'm worried that it's going to be like she's like I said she's going to say you weren't even in the match you didn't earn that yeah. I was technically the last person in the match and then Charlotte so they have the over. match and then something happens where they like they both win somehow yeah. like where they're both in a submission move or they're both pinned you well, know one of those things where it's like a double pin they'll Becky, do Becky's still going to Wrestlemania it would just be Charlotte beating Becky and then Charlotte going I get the shot but if she beats her before Wrestlemania it'd be just like the tapping out thing it'd be like yeah. really? Yeah. I could see them doing a double pin yeah, it's possible like yeah. yeah or like Charlotte's doing the figure four and she gets she taps out while she's 
accidentally right. pinning herself right. or something stupid like yeah, that. Yeah, it's certainly possible. Something convoluted. Uh, speaking of stupid, Strowman and McIntyre, I don't know what's oh, going on. We, Anna, we're running out of time. <laughs> so. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah. I thought the women's thing ended the show. No. Uh, not a bad match. Yeah, not a bad match. But then again, I don't know what we're doing with Strowman me here. Me neither. I don't yeah. know, or, McIntyre. or McIntyre. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. To me, the McIntyre thing would have been more intriguing. Yeah. The, or Angle McIntyre thing that I proposed would have been an intri- more intriguing storyline than yeah. Possibly Braun and Drew McIntyre. Yeah. I'm more they're gonna do like a big behemoths kind of match, like where it's the oh, triple yeah. threat will be like it'll be a triple threat. Drew, Braun, Brock at WrestleMania, no title, wow. just the three of them, and that Finn wins the title, and that's what all this is about. But I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird way for Brock to go out, but maybe who knows? It is a weird way for Brock to go out. I agree. Uh, Rollins and Brock. This promo was great. Yeah. Uh, Brock giving him five F fives is fantastic. You know, this occurred to me as I was watching. I know we got to go, but like. I wonder if there's a new finisher that Brock can try. Like, I, I've, I'm kind of done with the F5. I've really? seen the F5 a million freaking times. Yeah. I know I've seen the leg drop of Hogan, but that's Hogan. He's classic. He's a legend. And the pedigree is still works, and the stunner still works. But I think everyone else's finisher is up for grabs, is up to m- make changes. And I He can't change the F5. I would like to see him do another, like a new finisher that no one saw coming. That would be great. He had the Brock lock thing he did for a yeah, while. Yeah, for a little while. Yeah, yeah. And he, but... I mean, Brock's not really adding to his moveset at this point in his career, I don't yeah, think. I guess not. I just would like to see something new. taking things away from his moveset. <laughs> um, That's a fair And they point. did it. It was weird because they, they had this whole segment, mm-hmm. and it wasn't clear when the show went off the air if Seth had made his decision, right? Yeah, yeah. But then on WWE.com, like seconds after the show went yeah. off the air, they announced officially Seth versus Brock okay. at Mania. Yeah. Um, the card's shaping up to be not bad. I'm looking forward to it. It looks like a good card where the from the mess that we saw a few months ago, it's kind of rounding into shape. And I think this is overall what maybe there needs to be a real big discussion and creative going forward into 2019 after WrestleMania. It's like we got to do a better job of the mess before WrestleMania because we rarely mess up a WrestleMania. Yeah. But it's just all these things in between. We need to have a more of a streamlined process because the way it's been done, it has not worked over the last year. And so I think there's changes to be made there. Yeah, it's true. It's funny. You always forget, but it's like, yeah, Royal Rumble to WrestleMania is always awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost always. Yeah. I shouldn't say always, but like it's almost always awesome because they know they have to they yeah. have to perform right. on, uh, at that point right. um and yeah the the months prior are yeah. much more they're much more vibrant and and edgy and yeah. fun yeah. and interesting. Yes, so, yeah. I agree. I agree. Right. Um, I, yeah, Seth stuff though. I, I I thought it was a good ending, yeah. good way to start kick start their feud. I didn't even realize that they've never technically they had that one match and yeah. it was DQ the DQ. end of, uh, DQ. So um, yeah, it should be good. I'm yeah. into it. I'm yeah. into it. I, I, the Seth's growing on me after last night. After this back and, yes, agreed. After this back and forth, the match is growing on me yeah, too. Me too. Where I wasn't sure about it, I like this now because Seth looks like he's ready. Me and, too. And I like that. I felt that. That's exactly how I felt. Yeah. 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 If they can make. Seth the believable face champion again. I'm into it. Yeah, agreed. All right, well, that's our Collider Body Slam Raw recap. Uh, as always, thanks for everybody for listening and watching. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with a Collider Body Slam SmackDown Live recap. Ryan, where can people find and subscribe to the stuff you do? ProWrestlingSheet.com is the website. Wrestling Sheet on social media. You can go to YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet to find all the videos that we do, the recaps, Wrestling Sheet Radio, all sorts of fun stuff as well on there. So go check it out. YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. Watch you're there make sure you like the video if you actually like it don't dislike it that's dick uh, <laughs> um, but make sure you share the video and stuff too let your friends know you like it it really helps we've been we've been, we've been gaining subscribers i really like that a lot it makes me very happy so please uh subscribe while you're there leave comments i read them all um i, I remembered while we were talking the one comment that i like oh they, yeah they said you, your uh your uh insistence on 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 
critiquing Ronda Rousey is very similar on your insistence on defending the Transformers trilogy of movies. <laughs> oh yeah, but I'm way more right about way more way more people are on my side about Ronda than they are about the Transformers movies. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so go make you guys leave those comments. That, that I am entertained by all of them, even the ones who are mean about me. So go check them out. Um, and yeah, wrestling sheet prowrestlingsheet.com. I'm at Ryan Satin on social media. Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, you can follow me at The Roca Says on Twitter and on Instagram. Like I said, tomorrow, another episode of Collider Body Sam Smackdown Live Recap. We'll see what happens if Rhonda shows up. Stay tuned. We'll talk to you then. Stay little chico, Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. And I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive. Brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This episode is sponsored by Schwann's.com. What are you having for dinner tonight? Hmm, good question. Schwann's Home Delivery has a solution for you. Stock up your freezer with high-quality frozen foods like premium meats and sides, delicious ready-made meals, ice cream, and more. No subscriptions, no memberships, just a friendly yellow truck that's been delivering food for almost 70 years. Listeners of this show get a special deal. Get 20% off your first order with code YUM20. Check out schwans.com backslash yum for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.